0: Let's hit it and welcome in takers hope you're staying warm in this nice new england snowy weather i am Mactus this fat bitch we got ryan the tagless hanes ryan you staying warm out there i thought we were all done with the snow but it just came back with a vengeance
1: <laughs> i am staying warm and uh we're almost out of it we got like another month we gotta deal with this shit and then we're mm-hmm.
0: good that's true It is February 26, 2022. We got Matt IR Regan still on the IR. He's on vacation, so much deserved as well. Um, So we just got two tippers here, just giving you our fantasy football tips and maybe some TV show tips as well. (laughs) Seems like our leftovers at the end of the episode is always TV or movies, so... We're a bit more cultural than that. We do other things too. But yes, 90% of the time it's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all good. Um, Takers, welcome in. Uh, We are going to discuss dynasty uh, buys, who to trade for. Uh, We dabble in the dynasty world as well, not just redraft leagues. So we'll run down uh, the differences between redraft keepers and dynasty. Uh, if you haven't started one yet, uh, stick around. We'll, we'll try to help you to get started with that in another video. But right now, uh, I just want to say, if you are listening to us on Apple and Spotify, we appreciate it. If you leave us a review, five stars, be much appreciated. You can find us on Google and Amazon Podcasts, Just a Tip, a fantasy football podcast. On YouTube as well, hit the like button and subscribe. Set the alert. And find us on our so- socials, Just a Tip ffp and done let's get down to business here ryan did i miss anything no we're good cool Sweet sassy molassie. aids is briefs here ryan there's got to be a lot of news right in this off oh, season
1: ton of news dude you know end of february is usually like hot take time so uh <laughs> let's kick it off with uh the biggest piece of news from the week tom brady will start filming and producing a movie about himself this spring Haven't we been here before? How many times do we have to hear the same story over and over again?
0: I was going to say, how many movies or shows does he have to do? I haven't even watched Man in the Arena. In the Arena. And I I hear it starts out well. Because you look back with Drew Bledsoe and everything back when it all started. But after that, it's just like, yeah, we've heard about this. It's not for New England fans. It can't be because we lived it
1: i don't get it man we had the the brady six and then he had the one on facebook i can't even remember the name of that one and then he had man tom in the versus arena time tom versus time man in the arena and now a movie we know dude we know the story we've heard it from every possible angle
0: well it's it's following Jane Fonda and a bunch of old old ladies, probably Dolly Parton or something. I don't know. And they're following him to his Super, super Bowl. I I don't get it. it... What? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's None not even of that re-
1: made sense to me.
0: <laughs> it's following like four old ladies, Jane Fonda. It's probably Meg Ryan. I don't know. Old actresses, and they're following Tom Brady. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's gonna be <laughs> stupid
1: based on a true story
0: i i don't know (laughs) you acts like i did my research on it (laughs) i'm just telling you what i heard
1: i'm so thrown off i'm so i just i just totally expected sixth round pick uh drew bledsoe injury gets a chance wins for the next 20 years
0: no it's starring himself He'll pretty much just be doing cameos, probably, and it's following these four women who go on a road trip to the Super Bowl. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it, it sounds totally dumb. It will okay. be all right. I yep.
1: Don't don't even know what to say to that. Didn't realize that. that. That's uh wow. Okay,
0: we, we will not be watching it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Now I kind of want to watch it just
0: to see what the hell this is. Oh my god! All right. F- football movies are not what they used to be
1: yeah no no when it turns into to four older women following tom brady that's a reach all right here we go uh next bit of news i don't know how to follow that one there no. uh susan sarandon maybe she'd be a good choice just saying sean mcveigh supposedly turned down a hundred million dollar deal for commenting with amazon so if you were sean mcveigh mac would you commentate for Amazon or would you follow your heart and try to win another Super Bowl?
0: Uh, I would go for the money, $100 million, but I'm guessing it will be around later in life for him. I don't get it. I don't like Sean McVay. I find him annoying uh, with his voice and his douche vibes, with the guy that has to pull him off the sideline and just shadow him the entire game. I just I don't get the appeal. <laughs> but they're trying to find a Tony Romo. I, I don't know. They're just they're throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks for commentating nowadays.
1: You know, anytime a guy begins or a team begins to win more and individuals kind of get, uh, you kind of hear more and more about their backstory and uh, a bit, you get a bigger picture into like some of the behind the scenes stuff. That's when you start to really kind of not. <laughs> Like certain people. (laughs) I think Sean McVay is a good example. You know, prior to this year, I'm like, yep, this guy's got a lot of energy. Players seem to love him. His interviews are hilarious because he talks at like a mile per second. And then the more you like hear about him, you're like, "Uh, I don't don't know. He's fine. Yeah. I'm a little just over hearing about him.
0: Gingers, man. Can't stand him.
1: Mm, True.
0: So follow up for that movie. It's going to be on Paramount. And it is produced by Brady. He'll make appearances in it. You got Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, who the hell is Kyle Marvin? I don't know. Sally Field and Rita Marino. I'm a big Sally Fields fan. I bet you are.
1: (laughs) Forrest Gump was a fantastic movie. True. And uh, Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: Oh, that's right. That bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is Pierce Brosnan going to be in this one? Because that, I mean, that would be the kicker for me.
0: No, he is not. He's yeah, going to be I'm in, out. He's going to be in. Uh, Bond? Is it Black, Black Adam? No, he's done with Bond. <laughs> he's in Black Adam with The Rock. Um, oh, nice. All right, anyway. next bit of news. Here we go is there oh, more
1: news <laughs> there is not there's no more news i thought there was one more thing we were gonna t- oh aaron Rodgers. oh aaron, <laughs> aaron rogers
0: thing. it's a yeah. very slow slow time of year takers apologies but yeah aaron <laughs> rogers would you rather poop 20 to 30 times a day or puke <laughs> 20 to 30 times per day
1: Is that what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, he went away for 12 days for a cleanse and detoxifying his body. They had bloodletting, too, so he had, like, leeches sucking on him. This guy, uh, this breakup is either really affecting him or it was some sort of healing hippie thing from her who the hell knows this is the but most
1: there's... bizarre Haynes brief i've that, that there's ever been
0: eh, i don't know if we will ever hide top like this. this one again <laughs> probably probably not <laughs> probably not so yeah it's some sort of i not even going to attempt to pronounce the name i want to try this not like i'm a spectacle of health but this doesn't seem healthy there's a reason bloodletting is uh does isn't I used don't... as a <laughs> practice like you, you're not supposed to do it <laughs> so yeah leeches on him and then some sort of inducing vomit, vomiting all day, and pooping 20 to 30 times a day for 12 days. It's it's what? intense. That's what he went away for 12 days, and that's what he told on the Pat McAfee show. I don't it's know sa- if he's... Sh-
1: I mean, it sounds intense, but not <laughs> necessary.
0: It clears his body i guess i don't know if he's trolling though this is why i wanted to talk about it Mm. because he's another guy like tom brady wants to be in the spotlight and i think he's trolling i don't think he actually did this stuff but you'd still want him as your quarterback (laughs) it's like okay you weirdo that's fine just throw me the ball
1: (laughs) he knows he's so unpredictable that people are going to believe it I don't. I don't know. I get a trolling vibe too, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I, maybe he is someone that would do that just based on his history. I don't know, but that is a it, that is a bizarre story.
0: It's like that Family Guy episode where they're uh, trapped in the basement and it's flooding. You know, like, we should start a rumor about Rob Schneider who likes to get <laughs> chained up. Uh mexicans in the shower or something like that oh my god okay. and it turns out to be true it's like oh yeah that's believable and it turns out to be true he like wants to be whipped in the shower or something uh, we'll edit that one out <laughs> that is too uh, weird
1: i don't i don't know what's happening in this Hanes brief. i think we should move on to some dynasty buys this episode is off to a very weird start sally fields bloodletting i don't know what the fuck is happening right now <laughs> Uh, didn't we didn't we learn a lesson from bloodletting with like george washington
0: yeah i mean it was i think it was common practice back in like civil war times and then they stopped doing it <laughs> the yeah. victorian age like i don't know why we're we got better technology dude uh, <laughs> and you could afford it too i don't get it i uh, don't know man all right here we go
1: <laughs> That's anyway it for the enough brief.
0: Enough to get into that weird stuff. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I lost I where I was why. with my
1: notes. So I dropped my pen. I don't know what's happening. Are you not entertained?
0: <laughs> we try to keep you guys entertained during the uh, <laughs> during the off season. So there you go. There's some knowledge for you that you did not want to know. Uh, good water cooler talk, though. <laughs> um. I don't know where I was either. I've i lost don't know. Myself. If you're looking for
1: good icebreakers, listen to that part. Yeah. Uh, Dynasty buys. We're gonna, Let's yeah, get into
0: we're, it. We're going to get into some Dynasty buys here. Uh, just some tips on who we're targeting to get on our roster. Uh, we'll do one uh, for sells, trade away players that uh, they're either at peak value or it's like, all right, this is turning a bad turn. But right now we're going to focus on uh go to hit their potential and you're basically calling your shot on them so we we're not experts we just win kind of often we're fantasy influencers so these are just our tips so take them easy take them hard it's up to you (laughs) uh all right so ryan let us get down to business go let us gingerly touch our tips. Alright, Ryan, what's, f- what's your first guy that you are looking to target? So, difference with Dynasty, we usually, last season anyway, we focused a lot on redraft. But Dynasty, you get these guys on your roster, and they're there, they're locked in. You can either trade them away or cut them. Or they retire, and then you cut them. They're there forever, basically. So, who's the guy that you're targeting... Long-term, short-term, uh, put it into context for the people out there who are trying to boost their roster for Dynasty. Yeah,
1: right Right now what I'm trying to do in Dynasty in February is try to find the guys who their value is relatively low so you can you can make a trade for them without giving up too much, but you're kind of trying to predict the future a little bit. So my first example of this is going to be Keyshawn Bond. Mm. So Keyshawn Vaughn, I believe he's going to be 23 years old starting next season. Uh, For those of you that might not know, he's the third string running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Uh, Leonard Fournette is an unrestricted free agent this year. Ronald Jones is an unrestricted free agent this year. Bruce Arians has come out and said that Keyshawn Vaughn can be a, a workhorse for a backfield. And he was a second round pick. This could be his year to be a starting running back. And right now you can get Keyshawn Vaughn in most formats for a third round pick. Uh, so for example, I've traded two two, in two separate trades. I've offered a 2022 early to mid third round pick for Keyshawn Vaughn. And both of those trades have gone through. Now, if you look back at recent draft history, so I went back to the 2020 draft because you kind of have a better sense of where these players are kind of at as they go into their third year. Uh, and names from that third round, Darrington Evans, Brian Edwards, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Adam Troutman, DJ Dallas, Tyler Johnson, KJ Hamler. I mean, these are guys that you just don't know where they're going to, where they're going to project to, and they really haven't given you a lot to start. Now there are some like random outliers like Justin Herbert's in this draft, Cole Komet, who's likely going to be a big time tight end eventually. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you usually get one or two guys out of that round that are going to, that are going to give you a good amount of value. And there's a lot of guys who within two or three years are going to be out of the league. So a third round pick right now for a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn, who might be a starting running back and will likely end up in the running back two discussion. If he is a starting running back, I'm targeting him right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's a good, good player to target. Uh, Especially just in context, he's been sitting on somebody's bench. They haven't been able to play him. So they're probably frustrated. They're like, you know what? Yeah. I'll take a third rounder. I'll try to see if I can get that next Eli Mitchell who will go off this season. Because this guy didn't, for me, when you spent that, what was the uh, first round draft pick that people would have spent in a dynasty? And it didn't pay off. So they might be trying to cut their losses. So... A uh, bit of a gamble, but it's worth it. Worth it, in my opinion.
1: Low risk gamble. I mean, third round mm-hmm. pick is really—it's a low risk gamble. It's still every every trade you make is there's going to be it's going to going to be a risk. But mm-hmm. with this one here, I think that Keyshawn Vaughn eventually will be a starting running back in the league. And uh, if it's not this year, it might be next. And you're always looking ahead at the future.
0: I like it, man. I like it. All right, well, I'll keep with the running back theme, but I'm going to change up the context a bit. So Kareem Hunt is one of the guys that I'm targeting because in one of my leagues I am a contender, and I need another running back depth piece. So Kareem Hunt, 26 years old. He's going into his final year of the contract. So you know me, Ryan. I love the contract year, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, So is Baker Mayfield. As a side note, so the team are they falling apart? Could be. Who knows? They appeared in that what the AFC Championship two years ago, <laughs> or the divisional round, and yep. uh, like they they were so close, and then not this year. So I think he's going to be wanting to get out of there. So he's going to be motivated to get out. Uh, two years ago, he was a top ten running back because of. Uh, Chubb missing due to injury if -hmm. kareem hunt can stay healthy i think he'll go he'll go off anyway so uh hunt he doesn't want the reek of anything foul from the browns uh i'm feeling like he's got to explode this year i was just mentioning he might leave some skin marks on his way out of cleveland the browns (laughs) To land in more of a running back one role Because he has that talent He could be the workhorse And he has a better uh, receiving ability Than Chubb
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: I, just, I just don't think they're utilizing him well uh, You may be thinking I'm picking him for just the puns Might be some truth to that But uh, one more big contract in his future So he's going to be going for that I'm willing to give up I've been thinking about this as a contender A low end first for this year Or 2023 And then after this season Trade other players to recoup Some picks in 2023 So that would be my strategy for it I think he's worth it Try to see if he could do a couple twos And a flex wide receiver for him See what the guy needs As a potential but if he's a contender He's probably not getting rid of Hunt uh, So always always see what their records have been. Plus if they're a fan of a certain player or team, mm-hmm. just try to utilize that. Just get, get some sort of edge.
1: Listen, some, some people really value draft picks very highly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you throw a couple of seconds and maybe a young receiver at somebody mm-hmm. like a KJ Hamler, you just toss them in or Brian Edwards. Uh, mm-hmm. They might, they might take that trade. Um, and, a late first, if you're a contender, I, I like that trade because it's hard to trade for running backs in Dynasty. Everyone, every contender is looking for running back depth. Uh, so if you're offering a, a late first in this draft, um, I, I think that's that's good value. I'll tell you what, one trade that's that comes to mind in our Dynasty League last year was 111 was traded for Damian Harris. 111 mm-hmm. turned out to be Terrace Marshall. And mm-hmm. although you don't know what Terrace Marshall is going to be, he had a kind of a disappointing rookie season and Damian Harris for a contender really helped uh, that team re- kind of put them over the top in certain weeks when he went off.
0: That is true. And he's gone into a contract year too. So a little bonus to target Damian mm-hmm. Harris, because they'll be moving mm-hmm. on from him for Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, yeah. I think, I think for Kareem Hunt, see if that guy is needy at tight end and you can give them a potential top 10 tight end for next year, Gisicki, Uh plus with the second rounder, something like that. Find what their need is and see if you have enough assets to give them, uh, to trade them away, rather. No, don't just give it to them. So, yeah, he was <laughs> – last season was a bit disappointing year. He only played eight games, though. The year before that, he was a number 10 running back, and he played 16 games. His yards per carry consistently over four yards – uh, plus, he's good for 35-plus receptions a year, and that's pretty valuable. Hopefully, he goes to a team with a bad defense, so uh, they have to yeah. use him in the two-minute offense to come back. That's my line of thinking. All right. Are you looking to get Hunt? I uh, think he's a great honestly, man, th- third run running back.
1: Uh, I do, too. And I'll tell you what. Last year, Kareem Hunt, for me, was a, was a sell uh, option. So I sold Kareem Hunt in one particular league for Michael Pittman, which I'm really happy about moving forward in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this year, Nick Chubb played 14 games. Uh, he had a lot of that workload because Kareem Hunt was not around. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Nick Chubb plays 14-plus games in a lot of seasons moving forward. So I don't know how consistent that's going to be. He has his he, He's not an injury risk, but every running back – will go through injuries at some point throughout the season. So you don't know what's going to flip flop. It could be Nick Chubb has eight games next year and Kareem hunt has 14 games. And we've seen what happens if Kareem hunt gets that workload, he's a top 10 running back. So yeah, I, I like Kareem hunt. I like trying to get him cheap. I think a late first is, is fair value, but if you could get him for a couple of seconds, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially they traded OBJ. Who knows what Jarvis Landry we probably should have put that in the news. Uh, he's not locked in for a contract there. So they have no weapons to pass to. Uh, so that was the other thing. Reasoning I would like Kareem Hunt. Maybe they line him up in the slot at times as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, who's your next guy?
1: Yeah. To kind of to kind of uh, go with the theme of trading away and trying to get a guy for for second round picks. And second round picks can have a lot of value. They're certainly more reliable than like a third uh, which might seem obvious, but you might be able to find five, six, seven guys of pretty good value in the second round. But it's really dependent on the year, and you don't you don't always know. Um, so a guy here that I like is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson in 2019 and 2020 was one of the most consistent receivers in the league. He only had five games across that stretch where he had single digits. So and this and he was doing that with Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, uh, and. And right now, people are salty about Allen Robinson. They either, in a startup league, drafted him really high, third round, fourth round, maybe even the second round, uh, and and, or he just really disappointed a contender. So people are looking to kind of ship off Allen Robinson. In some leagues, people still hold him in high regards, and it's kind of hard to trade for him. In other leagues, uh, I just traded – I'll give you an example – so I traded a 2023 first and two 2020, uh, two second round picks, a 2022 and a 2023. Uh, and I got Cortland Sutton and Allen Robinson. Cortland Sutton is the guy who I think was definitely worth a late round first or mm. a late pick in the first round. And Allen Robinson for two seconds, I was all about that. So both of those guys could command 100 targets this year depending on the situation for Allen Robinson. I'm hearing Chiefs is a possibility. So I'm an Allen Robinson <laughs> fan. How, how do you feel about him this year? I think uh, he's good if, value.
0: If he goes to the Chiefs, <laughs> I don't like that at all. But Tyree Kill is also going into a contract here next year as well. So who knows? Uh, He was kind of inconsistent last year, but yeah, Allen Robinson, I think he checked out last year, so he was very disappointing. Definitely worth taking a shot on. I I don't know if I want to give up any seconds for him, but I think if you want him, you have to do the package deal. It won't be straight up because then the person's just going to be like, okay, so you really believe in this guy. I think I can get more out of you. So it's going to have to be a package deal like you did. But it it's risky. It depends where he lands. Like, what if he goes to the Texans? Like, who knows? He's just gonna go where the money is. It's
1: definitely risky, but he's proven that if he's invested, even with a poor quarterback, he can still be a wide receiver one. If you're trading two seconds for a wide receiver one, you are gonna be absolutely thrilled with that trade.
0: That's true. It is short term, though. What, he, what did you say? He's twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's if you're looking to, to win in the next three years. Absolutely. If you're rebuilding, nah, don't do it.
1: Who do you got next?
0: Um, My guy next, uh, tight end here, Albert Agwebonam. Just Albert O. Yeah, much easier. Uh, big tight end out of uh, – he's in Denver. He's their tight end too. So he did tear his ACL his rookie year in 2020. But he did look good last year coming back, if you watch the games. Now, in context, they have Noah Fant ahead of him. They were going to utilize Noah Fant for sure. Noah Fant is an unrestricted free agent next season, or after this season. So, in 2023, mm-hmm. he will be. So, I think after they signed their wide receivers, Cortland Sutton and tim patrick to their contracts and they're like yeah no fan. we're not signing you i don't think he's in their long-term plan they need to get a quarterback and keep albert o on the cheap who's going to be their red zone big threat uh so i like him you could you could trade a third round pick for him i got him in our rookie draft in the fourth round um uh, or maybe just a flex wide receiver. If Say you have a whole bunch of flexes and not a bunch of picks, and you're just like, here, I'll trade you. I don't know. What's he worth? Somebody else to take a chance on. Jennings from San Francisco. Tyler Ron Johnson. Jennings, Tyler Johnson. Hell, Robbie Anderson. Let him have Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I hate <on laughs> Robbie Anderson so much. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would try trading picks first, but then maybe maybe a third and another potential player, say he needs running back depth, and be like, I got DJ Dallas, who might have a chance. Uh, one of those types of running young running backs that he's going to have to take a shot on as well. But in two years, I believe uh, Alberto will be a top 12 tight end regularly.
1: Yeah, I love – how you're thinking that far into the future because with tight ends, I mean, as we know with dynasty, it takes three or four years for these tight ends to really develop and -hmm. and become uh, valuable in in the fantasy world. So um, I think you're absolutely right. I think they've given a lot of money to the, to those wide receivers. Uh, Why would you need two tight ends at that point? Uh, Noah Fant is probably gone. And then you have a 25 year old tight end. who's probably reaching his peak. And you got him for a third round pick, or in some leagues, if people are loaded at tight end and they're getting excited for the draft, you might be able to throw a couple like fourths. You might be mm-hmm. able to do a late, maybe a late third and a and a fourth, and package that, uh, or even like a third round pick for next year. Like people people will make crazy moves around draft mm-hmm. time. I would I would make that move for for Albert.
0: Yeah. I would definitely get him. Yeah, I wouldn't go into the second round for picks. Like I don't think he's no. worth that. Uh you're taking the chance on him. So no more than a lower end third for me. Uh yeah, that that's it on Alberto. It's don't look at his stats. I mean, he only had two touchdowns. He did miss a few games last year, but they're a crappy offense. <laughs> so they're trying to booster that up. And that's why they went to get Admiral Hackett. Uh, I think the trend
1: with all of these guys is that you can't look at their last season because either Hmm. they they underperformed uh, big time. And that's why they're a value Uh, or they're young. They're they're, uh, you know, down a depth chart a bit. They're they're just kind of second tight end, third tight end, whatever they're at. Uh, They're kind of buried. So uh, all of these guys, they're risky, but again, low risk. High reward.
0: Absolutely. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll speed these last couple up. So who you got next?
1: Yeah, it brings me into my next guy. I'm sticking in uh, mile high. I'm going Jerry Judy. So Jerry Judy had 113 targets in 2020. He had Drew Locke throwing him the ball. He had a catch rate of like, what, 57%. He had ten eight eight to ten drops, something like that. It might have been only like six, but he's had a he had a lot of drops. Uh, and then last year, obviously, he gets the ankle injury. Uh, he he was uh, in week one, first half, he had six catches, uh, almost fifty yards, or right around the fifty yard mark. The guy, uh, the guy was absolutely crushing it in that first game. Mm-hmm. And then he had the ankle injury. He goes on the IR. Uh, he comes back, and the offense just can't get going. And, you know, you look at the criticism for Jerry Judy and you look back at like, uh, you know, one article was talking about how he had a goose egg in week 14 last year uh, and, and kind, of, uh, kind of making a claim that Jerry Judy is not all that he's cracked up to be. You go back and you look at that game and Teddy Bridgewater was benched because he was playing so poorly drew Locke comes in they have 34 passing attempts they have 18 completions the wide receivers combined for four catches and both of the tight ends were utilized in that game which shows you that every each quarterback was just checking down checking down checking down you get a quarterback in this situation in denver with jerry judy who's a guy who has in college and it and at times in the pros has shown that yards after the catch he can compile those big time because he's explosive and he gets open. He's a good route runner. I'm definitely targeting Jerry Judy. I think you can trade for certain a late first round pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be a wide receiver two consistently or a wide receiver one down the road. He's still only going to be 23 years old this year. Go out, target Jerry Judy, get him on your team. And uh, the only concern with him is crowded receiver room. And quarterback situation.
0: True. True. But injuries happen to one of those receivers, and he's going to be instantly, hopefully it's not him, uh, instantly up there in that uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. wide receiver one discussion. Yeah, I would definitely give up this year's late first round. I got to look more into 2023. Maybe not, but uh, maybe you could flip some other assets for 2023 first rounder if you don't want to part with it i understand but jerry judy the potential is there i don't think you mentioned it but his the catchable balls that he was targeted so you could look at his targets but at times half of them weren't even catchable so <laughs> just think if he could get uh aaron Rodgers to go there or uh
1: Russell my Wilson, uh,
0: <laughs> try to set it up and see it's what you're gonna, doing there. Yeah. I don't think so. I think Russell Wilson will be going to the giants or, uh, Philadelphia after this season, who knows? I know he scrubbed his social medias, but anyway, we're getting off topic. Jerry Judy. Yes. He would probably be out of all the guys that we discussed. My number one guy I would target, uh, even if you have three stud wide receivers, still get Jerry Judy. Like you said, young, the potential is there, and he's been disappointing the the manager uh, that he's been with. So, yeah, I like it.
1: All right, what do you got for your last guy here?
0: All right, real quick, Alexander Madison, uh, the backup running back for the Vikings. He's 24 years young this season. Cook is getting there towards the end of his career. He's 26. Um,
1: Why you gotta put that on him?
0: (laughs) I know. But some may say to trade Cook right now. And I have him. I'm like, yeah. The problem is, in Dynasty, this is the one thing. Alexander Madison, he's most likely the handcuff to Dalvin Cook. So I don't know how you're gonna pry Alexander Madison away. You might have to give up a couple first to get Cook and Alexander Madison if you're if you're looking even in the long term long term or short term get Cook right now trade Cook away and keep Madison cuz he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season and he he has proven that he can be the workhorse I'm not sure if I made so much sense <laughs> saying all that you might not be able to sh- Straight up trade for Alexander Madison Is what I'm saying Because someone like me who has Cook I'm not getting rid of my handcuff With Alexander Madison So you're going to have to do the package deal But say you can find him by himself I would I would try to trade for him In a few games that Cook did miss And you look at Madison's production Uh <clears throat> He had averaged 24 points per game when he was getting over 27 touches for the game. That's number one running back right there. So say mm-hmm. he goes somewhere next year to somebody that's going to be rebuilding. Needing them. There's going to be a lot of moving running backs uh, as well. So say he goes to, I don't know, Miami next year. That would be nice. Uh, and he can catch out of the backfield. He does it more than Cooks. So I like him a lot. Try to target him. What It's hard to say what to give up for him if it's straight up. A second round, maybe, because somebody who has him knows his potential. Uh, But I, I don't know. I don't know if you'll be able to get him. But I would definitely try because I think he's going to be a number one running back. <clears throat> Excuse it's me. It's going
1: to. You're absolutely right. It's going to be tough to try to to try to to try to grab him because a lot of people do see his value long term, uh, because he's proven it when he's had the opportunity. But at the same time, once again, you get the draft time, and you have a second round pick, and somebody wants to get back into the action, and you throw in Alexander Madison, and you you either toss in a second by itself to try to get him. Uh, I'm all for for that. I do think he's going to be a starting running back at some point. And I think he's gonna be a really good running back at some point. He's probably gonna give you two or three solid years. If you make the trade that you just mentioned, or people are looking to maybe get rid of Cook, maybe they don't want they don't want that running back situation. Maybe they see Madison taken away from Cook in the future. I'm okay with tossing two first for Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. I, I really am. Um especially if it's a, if you're a contender and it's a late first this year and you're likely going to contend and it probably be a late first next year. I'd make that move all day, and people might be willing to do that. So you're essentially at that point, you're trading for a running back one in Dalvin Cook, a top seven or eight running back. And if Alexander Madison ends up going somewhere next year and Cook stays in Minnesota, you could potentially have two very good starting running backs on your roster. And when you're talking trades, you just want to replace those picks with actual, you know, quality guys. And that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm.
0: Or maybe you could flip them. You get Dalvin Cook and Madison for a couple first rounders, and then you trade away Cook. And you're like, all right, I'm not a contender, even with Cook. I'll trade him to a contender Mm -hmm. for his 23rd first rounder. And I'm going to keep Madison. And uh, the hopes, uh, the hopes that he'll be the number one running back on a team. Uh, yeah, you got to know your league. You got to know what the teams are fans of. Uh, if they value picks over players, if they value the proven players over the picks, you, you got to be able to gauge that. It's harder when you're thrown into a league. We understand that. Just try to add them on social media just to get their, their vibe. Talk to them find out just be friendly don't try to screw anybody over uh because then you'll be on their shit list so uh don't do that all right anything else you want to uh touch on
1: no i think that's it i think the overarching lesson here is that uh you know i am somebody who if you have picks and you're going to trade them you have to think what am i getting back for this pick and Am I going to be if you're receiving the picks normally you would think am I going to replace this guy with this pick that I'm with that I'm getting some people don't look at that some people if you just throw picks their way and you get a 24 year old running back like Alexander Madison that I think the the side with Madison wins mm-hmm. I do because you you likely know what you're getting it's more predictable then a back-end first-round pick where this year, again, here are some examples, and we don't know what where, what direction these guys are going to go in, but Terrace Marshall, Rondale Moore, Trey Sermon, like those are three names that were picked late in the first round this year. The year before, Eno Benjamin, Keyshawn Vaughn, mm-hmm. again, huge question marks. So if you can get somebody who you know is going to perform, who's young, who's likely going to get a chance, Make that trade.
0: For sure. I'd much rather take the investment into a player that's proven that he can do it in the NFL just over a few games, over the chance of somebody who was a stud in the college, uh, the collegiate level, but Absolutely. hasn't proven it in the NFL. So get rid of the picks <laughs> or, or spend the picks that way for wisely Do trees. it wisely. Do it wisely. Don't, yeah, don't be like me in my – early ages of dynasty. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I wasn't that bad. When you enter into a new dynasty league, I was totally okay with parting away with picks, but it kind of sucks when you're doing the rookie draft. And you have to wait until the end of the third round <laughs> to make your first pick, <laughs> like the Texans. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Um, we're at 45 minutes. So I say we wrap it up here. Uh, Want to thank you takers out there for listening to us on apple spotify google and amazon much appreciated download the episode share our tips with your friends and family or your girlfriend or your mom they like our tips too that's fine uh follow us on youtube just a tip a fancy football podcast like and subscribe be much appreciated we're boosting those up so thank you to those that have Uh, we got some exciting things coming regan has been looking or not looking he's been making Like 50 different logos so we're trying to narrow down I think it's too many options it's like you go to a buffet and it's just too many options and then you get like three plates and you're like oh I regret all of that (laughs) except the first plate Uh, but we much appreciate to Regan for doing that we'll be getting a new look new rebranding developing the website uh, a bunch of stuff coming to you guys I don't want to make any promises Ryan in case we can't follow through with them Uh, but we're dreaming big Uh, thank you for supporting us it's much appreciated want to support us more want to buy a hat let us know Uh, got a few more for sale Uh, next episode we'll talk about dynasty sells instead of buys Uh, we'll get into that and you stuck around this long might as well get to the leftovers Ryan Uh, Ryan I will go first if you don't mind
1: Go for it. I'm all for On it. On H-
0: HBO Max, a uh, documentary, uh, "Life of Crime," nineteen eighty four to twenty twenty, I think is what it's titled, or it's eighty two to twenty twenty. Follows a few people who, you know, they're they're drug addicts, they're they're thieves, so they like shoplift. But it's kind of strange seeing. A documentary from the 80s and just ha- following these people until 2020 um uh, it's pretty how sad how
1: many people does it does it follow
0: four like three or four wow just them going, for,
1: for that long for, 30 for six that years? long
0: popping in and out uh they'll go to prison so after like a few years they revisit them uh very sad but definitely needs to be shown uh as a uh, scared straight type of tool for kids to don't do drugs. But uh, it's fascinating. You root for the people. Then they go to prison. They relapse. And it's just like, oh, come on. Like You almost had it. But I recommend it. But it's not like a feel-good movie or documentary. So if you're looking for that, don't watch it. Uh, what do well- you got?
1: It, listen it humanizes people and i mm-hmm. think uh people need need more of that just to kind you of realize bring them back to reality
0: yeah you realize how fortunate you are
1: absolutely i have the movie nobody i'm sticking with hbo max uh have you seen that yet
0: i have oh, uh, I, I watched it on a plane to florida what'd you think i i liked it little knockoff of john wick but it was a fun movie i I thought it was great
1: I think that's what they were going for They just kind of wanted to be a a more like I don't know, ridiculous, silly version of John Wick But Bob Odenkirk from Breaking Bad Better to Call Saul He's in it, he's fantastic Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown uh, From Back to the Future Some really Mm -hmm. big actors I I loved it, it was a lot of fun Uh, And uh, yeah, he ended up finding the uh, Kitty cat bracelet So I was happy about that
0: Spoiler alert (laughs) uh yeah yeah i liked it definitely a good watch i've been i've been watching batman too getting ready for batman with with robert battinson so looking forward to that but yeah i might watch nobody on a bigger screen like i like watching your mom on a big screen
1: good night good night Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence.